Welcome to Chronic Risk, the voice of the National Cannabis Risk Management Association. Stay tuned for expert advice and analysis on issues pertaining to risk in the cannabis industry from NCRMA's members and certified service partners. Chronic Risk, secured by the National Cannabis Risk Management Association, starts now. Welcome to another episode of Chronic Risk, the voice of the NCRMA, the National Cannabis Risk Management Association. I'm your host, Alex Herding, the Chief Risk Management Officer here. Thank you for joining us. Chronic Risk is the podcast that gives insights on risk in the cannabis industry from the NCRMA's partners, members, and affiliates. Today, we are joined by somebody who can provide us insight into product safety and worker safety in the cannabis industry. My guest is Tyreek Tung. He's got a very interesting bio here. He um, notably played football per, for Penn State as wide receiver. Um, he has done a lot of things in his career. Um, he started off um, working on, on the largest cruise ships in the world, and that led him into occupational safety. He did some really big... I cons- this on the web. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> My watch talking to me. Gosh, watch. Get out the of here. The last thing you would expect it. Oh, God. <laughs> Silence my watch now. Okay. Sorry, Brasco. Taking a couple steps back. We're going to go. All right. Uh, my guest is Tyreek Tung. Tyreek has a very interesting bio. His uh, very notably played for Penn State as wide receiver. He worked on uh, large cruise ships, and that led him into occupational safety. And he did some work on some um, really notable um, construction of some of the iconic buildings down there, one being the iconic 62-story luxury residential 1000 Museum. Um, He has ended up in the cannabis industry through some interesting paths, but he works for an amazing brand and operation called Flower One. Uh, and this is a really cool uh, brand facility operation. I really love everything that's going on there. They do have some really interesting partnerships, That um, one being Cookies. They work with Kiva, 22 Red, Old Pal, Miss Grass, Huxton, Heavy Hitters, um, Palms, along with their household brand, NLVO. And they also have a very cool new brand coming out um, called Kuno. I hope I'm saying that right. And that's focused around military vets who benefit significantly uh, from cannabis. So I'm really excited about that brand. Next time I'm out in Vegas, yes. uh, they got a couple locations. Um, the first location, I believe it was, um, it was the 50,000 square foot indoor grow with a 25,000 square foot commercial kitchen. But then they have this huge facility. It's 450,000 square foot indoor grow with a 50,000 square foot extraction lab. And they do everything. They grow, package, um, you know, everything um, from seed to sale and delivering to um, different facilities. So more information can be found out about Flower One at flowerone.com. So welcome, Tyreek. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, really excited to have you here. So tell me about the uh, cannabis industry in Las Vegas. I love Vegas for so many reasons, but cannabis is at probably the top of the list. And yeah, just tell me about uh, Vegas a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Alex, it's it's a very interesting time right now um, for cannabis in Las Vegas. I mean, especially with the COVID restrictions, you know, just scaling back. We're starting to see the return of tourists and, and you know, that foot traffic that we had on the strip before is back. So, you know, our city as a whole, you know, everyone's everyone's back 
Um, last year in Nevada, we actually topped off at $1 billion in sales, um, $790 million, which came from Las Vegas alone. Yeah. Um, yeah and Reno was second. Uh, I think they came in about a little over 100000 and the rest of Las Vegas about over 70000 So, um, yeah, but, you know, that was before the ease of restrictions. So now, you know, we're looking forward to seeing the numbers in 2022. But uh, but other than sales, I mean, cannabis seems to be a political topic of discussion uh, this year for the governor's race. Uh, about a week ago, I was at the Las Vegas Medical Marijuana Association luncheon and uh, Joey Gilbert, he he took the stage and he spoke about some serious reform uh, to the practice of the cannabis compliance board here the CCB, we call them. Um, so we're looking forward to that. And I think just, you know, in in, in total, the. The political competition is going to bring the best out in the industry, right? So we're looking forward to that. Um, and, you know, we're also looking forward to the opening of consumption lounges by the end of the year. Oh, yeah. So you know how Vegas does, like you mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they got all the venues in the world. So, yeah, no, they're gonna looking lead. forward to it. Yeah, Vegas. Nevada's leading in a lot of ways, but Vegas specifically is just going to lead the industry in a lot of ways. And the consumption lounges, I think, are going to be some of the most notable in the, oh, in the, yeah. in the future. That's... Another another reason to be excited to go back out there, right? Um, Come on out! Come yeah. on out! <laughs> oh, no, it's definitely, um, definitely planning, trying to plan my next trip. It won't be too, yeah, too far away. And we'll no, I'm to, waiting. Yeah, <laughs> no, but looking forward to getting back out there. Yeah, so yeah, you know, you have a great, you have, I mean, just amazing background and bio. Um, but you know, everybody's story getting into cannabis is, is, is different, you know? So how did, how did you get into cannabis? Well, first, you know, I'm, I've always been an advocate for cannabis. Uh, I started, I was, I was very young when I was introduced to, to the cannabis, but, um, by the time I was in high school, I was already smoking my senior year. Um, and since then it's literally been, my focus, you know, every friend that I had, every acquaintance that I made was mostly around smoking weed. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, you know, fast forward, you know, I started studying safety in 2014 and uh, when I was working aboard Royal Caribbean ships and, um, you know, I never really gravitated to something so much. It was like natural to me, you know, just being that observant person that I am. Uh, so, yeah, so basically that, that was my purpose right there. Safety was my purpose. And basically fast forward even more to 2020, March 2020, when I came to Vegas, um, my wife actually came out first and she was a performer in the LaRev uh, show at the Wynn Casino. Um, and I was a safety manager for a subcontractor at the time. I just went on Indeed and I saw a position open up for cannabis cultivation for safety and I lit up. I was like, oh, yeah, this is it. You know, and now basically I'm just living my passion and my purpose at the same time. So it's amazing. Here we are today. That's great. And you and I have very similar passion for both the product and, and safety. And that's yeah, one of the reasons I think you and I have connected um, so deeply. And but uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm really impressed about um, what you're doing with your with your organization, because Flower One, one, just to have somebody in your role, you know, I it, it's already tells me, you know, that, Hey, they have a safety guy. Cause that's not, that's not as common oh, no. as you would hope in this. Not area. at all. <laughs> uh, so that was the, that was the first sign that, that, uh, you know, that I like flower one, but, you know, tell me, I mean, what, what you like about your organization? Cause there's so many things. I mean, it's obviously the size, 
you know, of the operation is notable. I mean, the quality of the product is great, but, you know, and, and like I mentioned with the safety, I mean, that sets you guys apart, you know, but, but what is it that you, you like about flower one? I love flower. I love everything from the backstory, how they got to be flower one from the original cucumber and <laughs> cucumber farm that was here <laughs> oh, wow. and how we transferred everything over to, to, to growing cannabis. But um, but you have an ama- amazing backstory. You have amazing people here. You got Kellen O'Keefe and Salpy Boyajin. That's our executive vice president. Kellen is our CEO. Um, and we also have Ricky Jeffries, who's our general manager. He brings over 25 years of uh, working in chemical manufacturing plants. So he just brings so much to the table. And we have head growers, Ron Chambers uh, and John Capretta. And John actually went to Penn State. He graduated a few years after me. Yeah. Uh, made me feel a little old at the time, but uh, yeah. So we have a lot of a lot of great people here, and there's too many people to name, you know. And I don't want to get the Oscar playoff music right now if I name them all. So right, um, you have quality. <laughs> but you know, we 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 bring uh, a lot of backgrounds to this industry, which is the best thing. You know, you got like an all star team here. So um, I mean, the second thing that I love about Flower One is that we're not wooed by you know, just being the largest cultivation in Nevada or the quality of cannabis that we produce. But in the words of Salpi, and we continuously preach that we want it all. Yeah. You know, uh, we want, you know, we want proud employees. We want the safest facility. We want the cleanest facility. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we want to be the company that makes the best decisions for sustainability and environmental impact, right? So uh, we take on these big endeavors and we take them on with boldness. You know, we have, the, we have, we support each other, you know, and, and like I said, we want it all. So uh, wherever that all takes us, that's the story of Flower One. That's our journey. That's our quest. Um, like I mentioned before, uh, we're in it together, right? And, you know, that's what keeps me coming back. So the team is it's absolutely what I love the most about this company. That's great. No. And you guys, you guys do have an all-star team and your vision and mission. It, it's, it's, you know, I, I, I connect with it because I really, you know, it, it, it really means a lot to see businesses doing the right thing for the right reasons. And not that, you know, you know, most of the industry is trying their best, but, but you guys have the right people and, and players in place to really set the standard yeah. for, the, for the industry. So I'm, and, yeah. and that's what the industry needs, right? Alex is like, yeah. you know, nobody really has that many years of cannabis experience legally. Exactly. <laughs> so, right. you know, so you, you're going to get all of these different people that come into the industry. And it's just fortunate that we bring in the best. We, yep. we gravitate the best people. So. Yeah, no, that's it. And again, you know, bringing somebody like you, you know, as a safety guy, um, it, it just says so much about about your organization. Absolutely. You know, and remind me what your title ex- specifically is. For long you. title, long title, but uh, the official title is Environmental Health Safety and Quality Manager. Whew, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mouthful. I, I'm going to summarize you as, as, as the risk manager. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. That's so perfect. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, that covers most of the risks that that we care about here. So no, you got a lot. You got a lot of responsibility there. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, no, we're gonna we're gonna get to ask you a, a bit about your role and when what you do day to day. We're talking about safety, risk management, Flower One, Las Vegas, Nevada, a lot of good stuff. Um, and you know, like I said, you know. It, w- 
Tyreek, you know, just just having, you know, uh, a safety manager or somebody in the role, you know, just focus on worker safety. It's a huge, you know, it's a it's huge indicator that that uh, that your business is on the right track. And, you know, and and it, I really like what you guys are doing there. Um, and so, you know, as a safety guy, I know a lot of safety guys, every, every safety person I know has kind of a personal mission around safety. What is your personal mission? Yeah, and you, you're exactly right. And I talk to a lot of people too and find out what their motivation is because it's not easy to wake up and do something that is, you know, kind of like you don't feel like you're doing, making an impact every day, you know, and, and a lot of frustrations. But uh, my personal my personal um, agenda and safety is I believe that every person uh, has a right or has a born right to do whatever they can to do to continue living right <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. Right. So for me, safety, education and the ability to at least uh, be able to identify hazards uh, and that that tool, having that tool uh, that could one day save somebody's life. Right. That's that's my mission around this whole idea of safety. Um, and, you know, as long as I can continue to equip uh, individuals with that knowledge and uh, not only perform safely at work, but also in life, right? Because when they leave work, they is the whole life to go to live. So, um, yeah. So in any organization that I join, that's what I want to drive home. You know that that safety education and just to build that culture around it. You know. So. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah, and I, I feel very similar. You know, everybody has the right to go home from work that day. You know, and um, ten fingers, right. ten toes. That's it. Yeah. Go with the same digits that you went in with. Uh, yeah. You want to leave with. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. No, no job's worth dying for. I mean, there's, there's, not. there's, you know, there's service uh, members out there sacrificing themselves, but outside that role, I feel like, Hey, yeah, no job is really, it's no worth putting your life on the line for. So yeah, I, I, I really genuinely appreciate people in your role, keeping everybody safe. And so that leads me to my next question. How do you, what is your day-to-day look like? How do you keep, oh, man, how do you keep your <laughs> facility safe there? Oh, well, uh, well, I start my day nice and early. Uh, the field starts, they sometimes, you know, in the summertime, it might start around 4 a.m. Uh, but I get in around 7 a.m. I get to my desk. I, I put on my motivational videos and um, I write some emails. And then around 9 a.m., I take a safety walk around the facility just to make, every, make sure everything looks, you know, looks right. Um, just to, you know, put my eyes on things and, you know, see people smile, say good morning. And that's a big thing for me. Um, I have a house cleaning staff of about seven people. So I'll check in with the super supervisor, make sure everything's okay. Um, then I'll check in with different department managers, right? Cause most of this is about communication. You have to yeah. open yourself up to, to, to talk because not all the time is it going to draw a light bulb in someone's head? Like, Hey, I need to get the safety uh, guy involved. Right. So I want to make sure that I keep that communication. So I talk to different department managers from cultivation, production, post-harvest, packaging, maintenance. Um, So right now, uh, we're actually in the process of uh, getting the safety program formalized. So a lot of my time is spent at the desk doing administrative work, which I'm not the biggest fan of. I'd rather be out there on the field with everyone, but um, that's a good majority of my day. Yeah. Um, Some days we might even spend a few hours training. 
we have the uh, state bill 122 in Nevada coming out, which is basically every person in cannabis, no matter if you're working in a dispensary, in a cultivation, anywhere in cannabis, you have to have an, an OSHA 10-hour completion card. Wow. And uh, yeah, and if you have more than two people um, under your watch, you have to have an OSHA 30-hour. So, so we decided to keep this in house, and I'm going to start doing the trainings. I developed the trainings, and you know that's that's a lot of my time right now. Um, but yeah, mostly every day I'm either putting out fires, not literally, right? But uh, <laughs> knock on wood here, right, right. But um, you know, just just responding to observations from employees on a day to day basis that they might bring to my attention. Uh, just today, I'm putting together a training and development room in the facility. So management is, they decided to uh, allocate a certain space just for onboarding, bringing in that, you know, that bring, they want to bring in that, that good feeling, you know, that, that not a corporate feeling, because we want to keep it with that cannabis kind of yeah. vibe, you know, but yeah, we want to, we want to give everyone what they deserve when they come to work for us. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, around 4 p.m., I have a, a, a full shift sanitation team that comes in after hours when everyone leaves and they're cleaning utensils, they're cleaning the rooms, you know, they're mm-hmm. foaming down the rooms. Um, so I'll meet with them before the shift starts. And, you know, in all honesty, in the world of cannabis, anything in every day happens. So <laughs> it's a hard question because my phone right. could ring in the next two seconds right now and it'll be like, hey, <laughs> this happened. I'm like, okay. You know, <laughs> the metaphorical fire. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure your day to day is actually quite different. But yeah, no, there's a lot, lot to take care of in your in your role. Oh yeah, no, that's great. Um, you know, and you know the interesting thing too, you know, being a risk manager, it's there's one of the hardest things to really discuss is you know what risk is. I mean, it's such a broad kind oh, of scope and definition. Um, but how do like you describe in a color? Yeah, right. Right. It, it, it's one of the biggest challenges, really. But how do you see risk as it pertains to your role? Well, even though, you know, health and safety is my title, yeah. um, the whole thing is risk. So managing risk is my job, uh, whether it be for the safety of our employees, whether it be for the safety of the product. It all comes down to either the existence of the company Right. So it's a like you said, it's a broad topic with with risk, but um, managing it is my job. Um, And I operate in all directions. Right. Front. I call it front back and side to side. So basically back we're learning from the past. Right. Where we're those are lessons learned. We don't want to go back to that. We don't want to make those same mistakes again. So we're always in the back. Right. But also we're dealing with stuff at the same time that we're working every day. So that's how a side to side. And then that risk management idea comes in from looking forward, right? Um, and and that's just being proactive. And I mean that's that's why I'm so you know I'm <laughs> I'm so fortunate to have the, uh, you guys with the NCRMA, you know, uh, you and Rocco and this partnership because it helped me foresee uh, all of these things that can disrupt our operations. So yeah, risk risk is the is the whole thing. That's my job. Yeah, no, it's it's a yeah, that's a that's a tough one to 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 nail down, you know, what what it is, but I think you got I think you have a good grasp on it and yeah, I think your organization is smart to have a person like you in that role again. I mean, it just it's just a strong indicator that uh, you guys are on the right path. 
And, uh, you know, when it comes to both safety or, or risk, you know, really it requires, you know, it's, it's not a one man job, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it really requires you know, the entire organization and team. So, you know, one of the key parts of that is really employee involvement. So how, how do you keep your employees involved? Yeah. Um, well, when I, when I mentioned before, you know, education being my highest, uh, safety education being my highest priority, um, and that's a part of getting employees involved, right? Encouraging them to take those proactive steps, reporting hazards, because um, they're the ones that's working. Uh, you know, they're the ones that's seeing the hazards first, right? So they need a way, they need to feel comfortable to come to you and, and speak about, yeah. um, you know, what they've seen and the hazards they see in the field. So, you know, that's the only way to win this game. You have to get the employees involved. Um, we're going to start seeing... Uh, the designated safety risk management position in companies, they're going to start popping up more. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just urge anyone that's, you know, willing to take on this challenge and be a safety professional within this industry that you have to go in with an open mind, right? You can't just stay at your desk and, you know, not engage the field. You have to, right? So that's that's one thing that I make sure that I do. I, I, I rub elbows, you know, with people on the field and, you know, I let them know we're in this together. You know, and, and we're going to learn and we're going to grow as a group. Right. I don't have all the answers and they don't have all the answers. So but employees need to feel this empowerment. They need yep. to know that their voice is important. No, that's yeah. No, that's great. Pretty much, you know, their competitors and, you know, most of the cannabis industry really having that foresight to bring in safety professional, risk management professional um and they're doing a lot of great things and you know one of the things areas that you know i wanted to talk to you about is really kind of you know the environmental impact you know one of the parts of risk that's that's not well it's talked about but it seems like it's it's not a it's not a main focus in many organizations you know it's it's the environment environmental impact you know it's the footprint you know that you guys you know that the org you know that the the industry as a whole you know, is, is, is known for having a very large carbon footprint and, and utilizing um, resources, maybe not the most efficient way. So, you know, you guys are in a desert here in Las Vegas <laughs> yep. and you have a huge facility um, <laughs> yeah. that have a lot of plants that need a lot of water. So, you know, my question is, you know, what do you, what are you guys doing to conserve water? Uh, <clears throat> well, recently uh, we actually teamed up with Cal Poly on a uh, RO water project, uh, this should enable us to reclaim about 90% of our water use. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so that's huge for us. You know, we're, we're looking forward to that. But, you know, as a whole, uh, we're committed to minimizing and controlling our impact on the environment uh, in all aspects. Uh, we've been looking at, you know, we've been looking into all of our operations and our, even our facility uh, to see where we can make some changes for improvement, uh, whether it be making decision to purchase more energy efficient equipment over another, uh, encouraging carpooling between employees, mm. installing motion light sensors, LED lights in the grow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, using odor control techniques and controlling the indoor climate using the climate outside, right. Yeah. Cause you don't need to run these things for the entire 12 months of the year. Right. So right. We, we looked at techniques, uh, in that, and you know, we 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 actually just replaced a small cooling tower in our facility uh, with a closed loop chiller 
So we're automating the electrical chilling efficiency, oh, wow. right? So yeah, that, that was huge for us. Um, even in the offices, we encourage double-sided printing and turning off equipment if we're not using it. Uh, we try our best to eliminate waste. Uh, we, we, we're really careful on how we discard a lot of our hazardous wastes as, as well, right? You know, it's, it's expensive to do, but you have to do it the right way, especially when you have as much as we, as we have. Yeah. But uh, every little thing counts. And, you know, we, we understand our responsibility, you know, we have as a large manufacturing plant. And, you know, just being in cannabis alone, you know, we already have that negative stigma. So um, yeah. we want to do the best we can, you know, and show the community, yeah, we're, we're about it. You know, we're about... Uh, we're about the the environment. No, that's great. No, that's a again. It's just a major. Yeah, it's a major point for the industry really to just be more efficient, right, with the resources. And that's that's uh, no. And I think you guys are doing great. That sounds a lot like a lot of initiatives um, focusing on the right things. That's great. You know, another part, you know, of, of what you guys do, I wanted to talk about here is also, you know, about the community, you know, and because not only do you have an impact on the environment, you also have, you know, a real impact on, you know, the community around you. And so what what are what's Flower One doing um, to, to help with the, you know, your surrounding community? Uh, well, uh, toward the end of last year, we started to discuss more about, you know, creating a group, a community outreach group. Um, and we did it. And, you know, we have our executive team in it, which is major. And we also we asked for volunteers. You know, we asked uh, employees to volunteer their time. And um, in December last year, that's where we started. Uh, we had our first initiative to feed the hunger in Las Vegas. Uh, so we made about 2000 sandwiches and we wow. put them in a bag with juice and chips. And we went out to the ma- mainly the homeless community. And we, you know, we handed them out. You know, and uh, recently we just teamed up with uh, Miracle Flights. Have you ever heard of them? You remind me. Uh, it's a, so basically they provide free flights to those in need of life-changing medical care. Um, <clears throat> and that's not available in their local community. So, you know, we, we, evolve, we not just give money, but, you know, meet the kids at the airport with a sign that says, hey, welcome to Vegas. You know, like, you know, so we're looking into that. Um, many of the families fly uh, to states where cannabis is legal so they can get what they need, right? Um, we also teamed up with Lighthouse Charities. Uh, they have different programs where they provide jobs. They provide uh, ESL classes, English as a Second Language, um, for refugees and refugee families. And they wow. give them job trainings and you know make sure they set them off in the right path, right? Um, overall, it's not easy for a cannabis company right now to help organizations or because of that negative stigma that yeah. surrounds it. Um, some organizations, they really can't uh, collaborate just because they may jeopardize the fed- federal grants that they may have, that yeah. they may be receiving. Right. So uh, it's, it's very interesting, you know, to, to want to help and be turned down. You know, but, but we're committed uh, and we're going to keep trying. So, you know, if anybody's listening to this and, you know, they want to, you know, they want to get involved with us or us involved with them, uh, we can collaborate. Uh, just reach out to me, you know, and I, I could drop my email in here. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and say it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, definitely reach out to me. Uh, my email address is T-Tongue, that's T-T-O-N-G-U-E at flower1.com, flower1, one spelled out. That's great. Yeah, no, that's, 
No, a lot of admirable stuff um, you guys are doing. I mean, that's great. Again, you know, I just see you guys and your organization is really leading the way, you know, on and how to do things right, how to make the right impact, um, how to, you know, be a positive um, influence in the community. And yeah, it, I'm just really uh, admire what you guys got going on there. And, uh, you know, I think you and I can keep talking for quite a bit of time of here, but, I think, <laughs> you know but we're we going to have to bring you on another, another call. We'll, we'll, we'll drill down on some, some, you know, some worker safety themes or, you know, qu- product quality themes. And we'll definitely get to know you a little bit better, but I really appreciate your time. And you know, uh, Alex, I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so no. much, man. You know what? Uh, you guys are doing amazing things for the industry. Oh, you know, you. I, I see you as, you know, a big brother, uh, oh, you know, a smoking buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so we're thanks gonna, for having me on the show today. Yeah, we're gonna go to one of those uh, those lounges. So yeah, get ready. Oh, I can't wait. They got okay. one coming to Colorado soon. I'll be. Oh, that's soon. right. No, you're gonna. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we'll have a couple spots. Yeah, looking forward to the next time, though. But uh, really appreciate you coming on today. We'll 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 set up another date to have another podcast. But uh, to find out more about Tyreek and Flower One, visit flowerone.com. That's f l o w e r o n e dot um thanks for all the listeners for taking time out of your day and joining us stay safe out there everyone the opinions expressed on this cannabisradio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of cannabisradio.com Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.